<laughs> Welcome to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Second Amendment Radio. Tony Colombo here with my partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. How are you? I'm good. Uh, thank you. Good to see you. So, and we have Ryan Wiggins in for Chad Ellis this week. I know. Hello there. Chad is out. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to say this, but he's uh, he is uh, up in our nation's capital fighting the good fight. Is he? I don't know. So you're not allowed to say that. I thought he was just kind of hanging out and looking yeah. at closed monuments. Hey, he might be fighting a good fight. I don't know. You know, know. Is he with the girlfriend? <laughs> I really don't know. Oh. I just know he's taking some well-deserved time off. Oh. Uh, but but Chad will be back with us next week. And in the meantime, Ryan is here. So thank you, Ryan, for your help today. Uh, got a big show on t- uh, tap for you. We have more questions that you guys have been submitting. Keep that up. You can always ask us questions on my Twitter, at TonyColombo971, or you can go to the Southern Armory Facebook page or the Second Amendment Radio Facebook right. page. Put your questions there. We'll try to answer them on the air. Uh, Aaron answers very many of them just right there on Facebook. So uh, it's a great way to get your questions answered, uh, particularly those two Facebook pages, Southern Armory Facebook page and Second Amendment Radio Facebook yep. page. Go and submit your questions there, and um, Aaron may answer them in person right there on the page, and then we may uh, also answer them here on the radio. Yep. So yep. go and uh, and check that out. Go ahead. The one we've been having this week has been the, the bump stock uh, oh, conversation. Yeah. You know, I got posted up. Uh, Brad at the, at the shop posted it, and uh, we've been – chit-chatting about that um the joke has been the last day to go fishing is in march uh they take your bump stock with you and <laughs> the boat's gonna sink i guess well we will so. definitely talk about that i have yeah. some other questions that i want to... there's that pending lawsuit so i mean there's that's going to be an unfolding topic yeah you know kind of going forward very good um also in the next segment of this show we're going to be joined by Stephen marks Stephen is the president of the gateway civil liberties alliance and this is an organization that has been around uh fighting for gun rights for a while i know it's mid 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 90s i guess mid to late 90s and um uh steven has been a, a gun rights advocate for a very long time and very focused on care uh, on your carrying rights um he was part of the fight to get, just get uh, uh conceal and carry allowed in the state of missouri and now is trying to eliminate a lot of these uh no carry areas like public transit and, and places like that uh so the gateway civil liberties alliance continues to fight for your gun rights and we're going to talk to Stephen marks about that in a few minutes but first what is happening at southern armory so the uh buy one get one half off is still going on mm-hmm. been getting a lot of used guns in and we post those used guns back up on on facebook yeah so if you're not online uh you need to you need to do that uh we're working on a newsletter uh we've had a, a few requests uh for topics to be covered um Red flag laws have obviously been a big one, and and this yeah. year is going to be, I think, a big year for the newsletter. It's going to be a constant, a constant thing with a lot of a lot of information in there. Plus, I'm going to try to organize uh, some uh, groups to go out and testify before uh, the state uh, representatives and the, the mm-hmm. state senate on the red flag laws and then uh, some of the other things that we have, you know, coming up, including uh, the bill to get us uh, the ability to carry on public transit. But I always tell my students in classes, if we get this law to carry it on public transit, you know, where are you going to go? And they're like, oh, I'm going to go to a cards game. Can't carry it a cards game. Oh, I'm going to go see a blues game. Can't carry it a blues Mm-mm. game. So it, it's going to be, you know, 
really it's going to be aimed at the individuals that are that are commuting into work every day that may yeah. drive right now but maybe live in you know Kirkwood yeah. or some of the outlying areas that may be able to get a metro link mm-hmm. uh, to go into the downtown area um, or even maybe the people in downtown that want to get out into uh, the county a little bit and, and go to some great restaurants yeah. or see some attractions you know I hate to so. say it I, I hate to be this blunt um, and I know that you know I'm a big supporter of the city and I know that there are going to be supporters of the city listening to this and you know getting angry at me for saying this but Metrolink is already a dangerous place oh yeah absolutely to be. like it's it it I'm not saying most of course the vast majority of the time when you get on Metrolink and take a ride you're gonna be fine it's and you're not gonna have any problems right. But we've just seen too many stories. Yeah, we've we've read too many news stories. There's well, been too many incidents that has happened on Metrolink, and the the the, the people are getting seriously hurt. These yeah, are the ones that and, make the news. And These the are fact not the, is, the is the bad guys stuff. are bringing their guns and they're getting away. Yeah, and the and they are armed on Metrolink Absolutely. and other public transit that they're not supposed to be. Right. So, or they're on the property at the station waiting on you. And the best way to combat that is to allow the good guys to. Have their guns on Absolutely. Metrolink as well, and I would at least give it a shot. See what? No pun intended. You know, get, but just just try it and see. Maybe once, maybe once some of these folks realize that the people on the train are armed, maybe armed. Yeah, that they wouldn't be as uh, uh, likely to, to yeah be there to try to to try to yeah, rob them or figure out an easier spot or assault them, softer Correct. target. Exactly. Um, you know, and at the same time, you kind of hit it on the head. The media does want to sensationalize some stuff. So we do hear about the, the, the normally the murders or the, the serious bodily injury. We don't really hear about the, you know, person that got robbed with the crowbar or the knife in the yeah. parking lot because yeah. nothing happened. Maybe it didn't even get reported. Right. So, um, you know, and they have tried to increase security. I mean, I got a buddy that's actually a, a Metrolink cop for the county. And uh, they moved him over from traffic. And I was like, who'd you make mad? And he goes, I'm trying to figure that out, man. <laughs> and then and then when it all came out, they were they were putting more officers over in, the, in that division. And, and traffic uh, was one of the divisions they pulled officers from. At least he was. So now we have one, left, one less officer on the road doing traffic. And he was actually a DUI, DWI enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, man, you know, it's like, you know, there's, there's a balance there. Yeah. So uh, hopefully it gets it gets figured out. But I agree with you. The cheapest, easiest, and uh, best solution is to just allow the people that have gone and gotten the permit to carry. Yeah. To carry. Yeah. Let them. Let them. Let them embrace that liberty of protecting themselves. Yeah. You know, and I don't. And those are the kind of individuals that want it. So. And it could just be a deterrent. It may not yeah. even. You may not even ever have to. But just. Just. Yeah. The fact that you're allowed Probably, now to be yeah. armed, it, it, it may deter those and, criminals from doing bad things because they're afraid that now they're not. Right now they know right. they're the only ones out there with a gun. They know they're the only ones there with a weapon. Right. Because everybody else is probably obeying the law. Right. Law abiding. And and honestly, it's only going to take one of them getting shot Sure. to to make them figure out, oh, wait a minute, maybe this is not too safe. Yeah. And maybe a few won't get not, that Or memo. not even shot. Just, just you know. Somebody showing that they can defend themselves, right. and that diffuses the situation immediately. Yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll talk to Stephen more about about this yeah. issue because I know that uh, the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance is um, on the forefront is on the forefront of of that issue. 
Um, I want to go back to the store for a second. Um, talk about talk about used guns and yeah. how why sometimes um, you know maybe a used gun is a perfect way to get started or maybe add to your collection. Um, I would imagine that they are uh, they're a little bit cheaper than a brand new yep. gun. So they they generally are and cheaper. A less waiting period if there's something that's not in the store. That, right. You, know, you, you can you can get in there. You can you can buy it immediately. The, I think the big thing with the used gun is. Like we get people that'll that'll get on and go, you know, they'll get on our Facebook and they'll see a used gun we had a week ago, and they'll contact us. You still have that? Nope, it it sold within you know two days, mm-hmm. and that seems to be the average lifespan of a used gun in the stores two to three days. So you really need to get on the social media and connect with us. But what you're getting is you're getting a gun that uh, generally these guns are not uh, always heavily used. A lot of them come in and they're like, I bought it, I shot it, I didn't like it. Here's the here's a box of ammunition. You know, and there's 20 or 30 shells left, which is like a half a box, and that's all I shed out of the gun. So we get a lot of those that come in the store. The other thing, too, is we inspect them. We open them up. We look at yeah. them, make sure that there's no broken parts, that everything functions, they cycle, et cetera. And then if they do need it, we go ahead and we go ahead and uh, give it a deep clean. If there's any warranty issues that need to be taken care of, we get the warranty issues taken care of. So when you when you buy a, gun, a used gun from Southern Armory, there's some assurances that we've we have gone through it, yeah. And there are guns that, believe it or not, we turn away. Yeah. We're like, no, it, it's just going to require. That was going to be my that was going to be my next question. When if somebody does have a gun that they want to sell or they they're looking to maybe upgrade and they yeah. want to supplement the you know the price of right. the new gun by by trading in an old gun. Uh, what types of guns do you guys take, and are you are you interested in purchasing? And what so, would make you say? Uh, there's nothing we'll, I can do with that. We'll gun. literally buy anything, right? If the price is right. Mm-hmm. So some guns, um, and not picking on anybody in particular, <laughs> but the uh, like the 40 caliber semi-autos, they don't sell like nines and 45s. Mm-hmm. Re- they don't even really sell like 45s. Like if I had to rank it, we sell more nines and 380s than we do 40 um, and 45. And 40 is the least, mm-hmm. you know. So. Um, a 40 we're going to give less money for because yeah. we're going to have to sit on it a little longer. Right. Then you get into some of the niche stuff like the uh, Ruger Vaqueros, which is a single action like cowboy pistol. That's a niche group that's going to want that. Um, we do get in uh, a lot of shotguns. Shotguns uh, on the used market sell fairly well. Uh, ARs sell fairly well. And then when you get into the bolt action guns, you know, you're talking about a guy that's going to go out and hunt or precision shoot. And depending on what the caliber is, they will sell all right. You're going to sit on them. There are going to be certain times of year that they will sell. Um, so it's just kind of a, a numbers game, a how well it will sell game. Um, and, you know, we have all the above that come into the shop. It's just, you know, now, right now, January is not the time to sell a deer gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because we're going to have to sit on it until, you know, September or October. So we're going to give you less money for it because... Right. We've got to sit there and, and hang out. Will you give more on a, a gun that is being traded in to go up? Is it like like a car dealer? You, right. know, you can get more for your car if you're trading it in and you're buying a new car from that right. place than if you just want to straight sell it. Is so it the that, same way at gun stores? Yeah, or is it, it, kinda... it, it, it depends. Yeah. You know, like, are you going to buy another gun here? And then we look at it and we go, okay, well, they're getting another used gun. We've got a little bit of margin in there. So giving them an extra $25. Well, is it $25 off on the gun they're buying? Or twenty five dollars more sure. on the gun they're given to us, yeah. so it's kind of a a, a, a mute you know factor right uh, in there. What does get you more is when you bring in the original box. Like we just had a guy bring in an awesome forty four mag 
uh, revolver. And I was looking at it, and I was like, I might want this. My wife goes, you just got a Glock, like <laughs> the 9-11 Memorial Glock. No, you're not getting another <laughs> gun right now. So, uh, but it didn't have the original box. It didn't have the original paperwork. You know, just kind of the, the the stuff that it would normally come with. And the gun was in phenomenal shape. Like, you can tell the guy, like, you know, greased it up, threw it in a safe, didn't really shoot it a whole lot. Right. Um, and just wanted to kind of get rid of it. But the original box for a guy like me, that adds some value having the original yeah, in, instruction yeah. manual and the test shells and any of the other little stuff they come with. Because uh, sometimes they will come with, you know, patches, stickers, you know, keychains, belt buckles, that right. kind of stuff. So that's super kind cool. of a kind of an interesting uh, little niche. But yeah, if, if you bring in all the other stuff that originally came with, yeah, we're going to give you more for it. So just bringing in a gun and one magazine, not going to get as much because we know guns come with two or three. Yeah. Very rarely do they come with one. Right. So That's awesome. And uh, you mentioned earlier the buy one, get one half off is still happening for the conceal and carry classes. Yep. Is that in yep. defensive pistol classes yep. as well? Yeah, all that included. It's uh, the CCW class, the defensive pistol class, and we're going to run this special up to about Valentine's Day. Nice. So you get get a buddy or Gosh, get, don't miss out. get a girlfriend. Yeah. Take advantage of that. You got plenty of time. Yeah, I think my wife worked it out to like 90 something dollars a piece. Normally the class is 125. Right. So you're saving like 35 bucks. And how often are the classes? Uh twice a month for CCW classes, once a month for defensive pistol. Yeah. Uh, CCW so classes. You still got some you still got some classes, still some time to get those classes booked and Right. Take and really of this. you have one year from the time you buy it. Oh, so that's you can, cool. You can buy it as a gift certificate. Oh, nice. And you have one year. Oh, that's even better. So you, you, you can buy it now, schedule it in June, July, August. Um, but the defensive pistol class is by far my favorite. Uh, we go to our own property that we have a range set up on, and we, we shoot there. We're not indoors. It's just us kind of talking. And then uh, depending on what I want to bring out, you know, I bring out some guns that are threaded with suppressors and if you've got the ammo to run through it, you know, go for it. You know, have a have a good time, kind of experience that kind of stuff. All right, we about have to take a break here. Stephen Marks from the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. We're going to talk to him next. But uh, don't forget all of your firearms needs, self-defense needs, yep. uh, all the classes, everything. You guys have it all covered out there right. at Southern Armory. And where are you guys located? Uh, 9901, one, or 9901 Watson Road, <laughs> one mile east of 270 and 44 in southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. Hey, I'm the new guy. He's a little late. It's all right. It's all right. I didn't know. I didn't. Chad would have been right on that. Yeah, he would. He would have been like had the mic button on, and then, uh, and then one other thing that kind of got brought up uh, before we go to break, real quick, was and do the website one more time before. Oh, okay. Yeah, we will. So he can he can feel better. Say what you're gonna say. Yeah. So, so they were like, you know, hey, I got trapped on the roadway. You know, yeah, the on, ice. on the yeah. ice and the snow, uh-huh. and you know, like, what do you, what do you think? And you know, I'm a first responder, so I, I've got definitely got an opinion. So I was actually having this conversation with a guy, and I was like, "You need to get home bag." And he's like, a "Get home bag," and I'm like, "Yeah." And, and you know that every time I come in here, I've got yeah. my my get home bag, yeah, and it's got you know just simple stuff in it just to get me home. And yeah. uh, he's like, "What about a bug out bag?" I'm like, "Those are bigger." <laughs> like, but uh, but we have that kind of stuff at Southern Armory too. Yeah. So that's um, great. Last hot, last segment, we can maybe cover a little bit of that because yeah. today it's snowing, yeah. uh, and I'm sure we're going to hear some stories. Right. So uh, we'll kind of maybe talk about that the last segment. Sounds good. And uh, people can kind of start setting this up. And I'm actually going to be writing some articles for uh, Aviation Magazine here. Oh, that's cool. Uh, in the Midwest, they they approached me and were like, "Hey, will you?" We write some articles about this. I said, 
strangely, this has been a topic on the Facebook pages for the business, too. And nice. I was like, I will throw some stuff together for yeah, you guys. That's great. So, uh, look forward to that in a newsletter along with all the laws and everything else. So, mm-hmm. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. Now Ryan's got <laughs> now, it. Now, that was good. <laughs> I liked that. Yeah, the guy's in the game. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk more about that. And I've got some questions that have been submitted uh, via the Southern Armory and Second Amendment Radio Facebook pages. So uh, keep it here for that. We'll do that in the third second segment. And coming up next, Stephen Marks, the president of the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. We'll talk to him next on Second Amendment Radio. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with my partner Aaron Tarlow. Ryan Wiggins in for Chad Ellis yeah. producing today's show. Big thank you to Ryan. He's got a lot to 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 you know fill in. He's oh, got yeah. to say the southernarmory.com the third time. Yeah, and that's right. It's a it's a difficult thing. It is. Okay. And we're not easy to work with. No, that no that's no. for sure. <laughs> My ego is so huge it has trouble fitting through the door and Tony is just he's just I'm just a just an absolute egomaniac. Yeah, he's <laughs> just he's a just such a per, he's such a perfectionist. Yeah, like Locke. <clears throat> Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. It's FM News Talk 97.1. I think I already said that. Uh, we have a great guest on the phone with us. Joining us now is Stephen Marks. Stephen is the president of the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance and uh, an organization that is keeping a close eye on many of the things happening in the new Missouri legislature, which just kicked off a couple weeks ago. Present and past, which is is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. How are you? Hey, just fine, fellas. I'm sure glad you've taken a a sincere interest in this issue. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Second Amendment Radio, uh, this this radio show um, was born out of wanting to educate people and and you know answer their questions when it comes to second amendment rights and things like that uh also we you know want to be able to make sure that the issues that are happening nationwide and more importantly probably here locally is something that people get you know all the details on so uh, i know your your organization uh like i said a moment ago is on the front lines of some of that keeping an eye on What's happening in the Missouri State Legislature? Can you just real quick before we get into the details of some of the issues, um, just talk about your organization, what you guys are all about, and maybe how people can can uh, follow your organization? Well, Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. We were we uh, were an offshoot or a part of the uh, concealed carry passage in the state of Missouri back around oh around two thousand before two thousand actually. There are several of us that belong to another organization. We splintered off from that to create the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance and focus entirely on getting concealed carry passed in Missouri. There was very hard work put out by several members of the organization to get this passed. Un, you know, undying trips to Jefferson City, talking to different state legislatures in the Senate and in the House, and. Uh, and also, after you know, getting concealed carry passed in Missouri, which was a difficult thing to do, but I tell you what, the reward is self-evident right now. What we have here in Missouri and the laws that we have, and a lot of our members were involved with getting this uh, accomplished. That, and as well as uh, changing some of the erroneous laws that uh, were on the books since uh, the Jim Crow days here in Missouri, as the uh, asking your. State your sheriff in your county for permission to buy a firearm, a pistol. 
That was that was a leftover from the Jim Crow days when you had to I, ask government per permission. I had to do that. Well, a lot of people a, don't want to touch that issue. Really. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, where do you guys have a website or social media or anything if people want to follow yeah, you? Let me, grab a, let me grab a newsletter. Sure. As you can tell from the talking here, I'm not very uh, very much on uh, the uh, <laughs> internet, but uh, I'll give you the uh, internet site here. Yeah, go ahead. www.gl a S T L dot org. Yeah. And, uh, S-T-L-G-L-A dot org. Got G-C-L-A, it. S-T-L dot org. G-C-L-A, S-T-L dot org. Got it. Very good. That is the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. And um, I know that you, you fought hard for getting conceal and carry passed in the state of Missouri, but there are still many places in the state of Missouri and around the country that even in states or areas that allow concealed carry, uh, there are still no carry areas. And we've talked about those many times on this show and how those can be some of the most dangerous places that there are. Uh, I know that right now public transit is one of the ones you guys are looking at uh, the closest. Could you just talk about a little bit about what you guys are trying to assist in uh, getting conceal and carry maybe allowed on public transportation? Yeah, you, know, you know this is the whole thing about uh, we're not all blessed with living in a in a nice safe environment, uh, especially if you live in North St. Louis or in other urban intercity areas that you would like to take a ride on the public transit instead of driving. It's much more convenient a lot of times to uh, avail yourself of the public transit system here. The state of Missouri is subsidizing it anyway right out of the chute. And why should the state of Missouri be denying people like ourselves that would like to use public transit? We've been singled out as a class of people that are unable to use it because we so choose to carry for our personal safety, ourselves or our family. And this isn't right. And this is being publicly funded by the state of Missouri. This, This shouldn't happen. And if you and if you look at it too, you can actually carry in the in the Capitol building uh, if you have a valid CCW permit. So I I oh, see the was up. Go ahead. I see the winds kind of changing, and I can see definitely your point uh, on on that forefront. Well, you know, you talked about going to Jefferson City and carrying in the Capitol building. My wife and I went up for a, a pro gun rally this summer. In Jefferson City, and it was such a treat. My wife, I, she's not able to walk very well, so I was using a wheelchair for her. And uh, walking into the Capitol building, they would have to see her and myself going through the metal detectors. Well, I present them with my concealed carry endorsement from the state of Missouri. He just looked at me as a past friend. Isn't that refreshing to know wow. that I was a confirmed good person that didn't <laughs> yeah. have any evil intent? And and that's how it is. I got an uncle in Texas, and and that's how it is in Texas. He can go to the Capitol building, show his permit, and he goes he goes right in. He goes, but the funny thing is, is they won't let me carry a knife. I can carry my <laughs> I can carry my gun. Ah, <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so Isn't that refreshing. <laughs> but yeah, it it is. You know, you don't have to leave it in the car. Now it's it's not you know necessarily unsecured. Um, you know, because I tell everybody it's buying a safe. You know, it's only a matter of time and equipment, and you can get into anything. Um, well, you know, this this is the thing what you're talking about is our personal freedoms in our state of Missouri is really it's confirmed with uh, the current a lot of the current laws that have been enacted and not just in the recent past. And it, it is refreshing. You know, the people such as the Jill Shops and the Stacey Newmans in the state legislature 
we like to reverse all that right now. They're trying to get something going with the uh, the ire of the snowflake movement here in the state of Missouri to reverse that uh, freedom that we have to just enter the Capitol as normal people with our endorsements, if we so choose to carry. And this is this is the, the thing that uh, is happening right now in the state legislature with some of the uh, legislatures such as her and the Jamil and the Sheeds and a couple of the other ones, Bruce Franks, those two are my state rep and state senators. So look what I have to deal with on my end. Stephen Marks, president of the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. I'm glad you brought up Jill Shupp because we have talked about her on this show in the past. She yep. has presented, uh, um, she's already filed bills about uh, concerning red flag laws, gun grab laws here in the state of Missouri. And, you know, we have seen, we've talked a lot about these red flag laws on this show. And we have seen other states that have Republican Supermajorities, Republicans that dominate that state's House and Senate and governor's mansion, and still some of these red flag laws have snuck through. We've even seen the NRA endorse some of these red flag laws. Um, how closely are you guys watching these laws that allow people to file a complaint against someone and then that person gets their guns taken away from them without any due process? They have to go and then prove that they are not dangerous before they get their guns back. That's exactly the opposite of of uh, of innocent until proven guilty. Um, how how dangerous are these red flag laws, and how much do as as a, as a citizenship do we need to keep an eye on, making sure that that is not something that happens here in Missouri? We all should be terrified of this because it takes away the ex post facto element of you know having a hearing before a judge before any of this transpires. Can you imagine somebody knocking on your door at 5 o'clock in the morning saying, I want your firearms, and you have no idea what it's all about because some an income poop doesn't like you or makes an, an allegation of something that has no ground in reality, and here you're having to answer all this and deal with this right out of the chute. There's there's a lot of problems that come, come up with this, and losing my, uh, my rights in this state of Missouri because somebody doesn't like me or has an agenda against me, it's not right at all. And it, it, it's these, these rights that we have and exercise here in the state of Missouri were given to us by our creator, bestowed unto us by our creator. And these politicians wish to define this in a different way, and it's, it's not proper, it's not right. Steve, do you have any? Uh, are there are there ever a good place for a gun free zone? Um, is that is there ever a right place for that, or should people be allowed to carry everywhere they go, no matter where it's at? Well, I tell you, you know, this this got to remember, a gun free zone is just a sign. It's just a sign. Mm-hmm. The studio you're in right now probably is a sign that says no uh, no beverages, no eating. Well, you know, if you like to sip on a water or a, a Pepsi-Cola or another product. Big Monster. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever you, whatever you have a uh, you know a taste for, you know. It's just a sign, isn't it? It's sure. like you can't do that. You may violate it, so that's it's just a sign. It doesn't prevent anything. It doesn't prevent any ill intent by people. So I'm getting relating back to the concealed carry prohibitions yeah. that we have here. It doesn't prevent anybody from it has evil intent from carrying out their their uh, their design. So I'm reminded of a meme that is uh, 
uh, I'm assuming like a Democrat or a liberal, and he's getting robbed, and he says, hey, but with a, the bad guy's got a gun, he goes, hey, you, you can't have that here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, this is the whole thing that you're, you're touching on. This is the whole thing. you got to think back at how some of these things are being defined and who is defining these things for us. Like you hear on the news constantly being be over the head is criminal uh, gun violence. Gun violence. It's not gun violence. It's criminal violence. Right. See the the, the income poops and the snowflakes in this world have defined this, and the press is eating it up. And so they parrot their exact statement. It's gun violence. It is not. A gun is just an inanimate object. It doesn't jump off the table and chase you down the street. It's an inanimate object. Right. And and I think Tony said before the Democrats are great at defining things. Exactly. Exactly. You have to correct their definition with common logic, sense, and reason. Yeah, they're great at labeling things and making things sound, you know, all warm and fuzzy and and good. Or evil. And, yeah, yeah, or, or, yeah, or making a gun sound like the most evil thing in the world. They're... They're they're good at optics and they're good at uh, you know putting labels on things and that exactly. is another thing that we have to combat. So constantly. you have and, to combat the definitions that the uh, that this group would like to you know make normal and is not normal. Yeah, you can mention too that you know if an automobile mows over thirteen people in a crosswalk, do you blame the automobile or do you blame the driver? Hold the driver responsible for his behavior. This is the whole thing. The NRA defined a lot of this years ago, uh, so not too long ago, but it was one of the issues they were dwelling on this, that the current laws that are on the books nationally and, and statewide, the violation of, a, of a, you know, a criminal code violates several, several of the current laws that are in place federally and state level. And if prosecuted to the fullest extent of each and every one of these violations, it's enough to put a, a criminal away for 175 years. Mm-hmm. But it's not being done. It's not being enforced. It's not being prosecuted as such. But there's enough laws here to have penalties that add up to, you know, a, a couple of lifetimes. Yeah. Now, the uh, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. I got one. Okay, okay go ahead. Oh. Steve. I'm back. Oh, I you got, got it? Go yeah, ahead. I got Go it. ahead. I got one more so, for him, too. The uh, the Democrats, so I, get, I get this in the CCW classes a lot that we hold at Southern Armory, um, and I ask people a very simple question. Are we a stand-your-ground state, or are we a uh, castle doctrine state? And normally the class is a mix, you know, and and I always ask them after we go through that portion of the law, and and they can't really tell me, and I say, well— is did you see Castle Doctrine anywhere in here? And they're like, well, no, we didn't see those words. I go, did you see the Stand Your Ground in there? And they say, no, we didn't see those either. And I go, well, we just talked about, you know, you ha- you don't have a duty to retreat from your house or anywhere you're legally allowed to be. Mm-hmm. I go, that is Stand Your Ground, and that is the Castle uh, Castle Law Doctrine. I go, well, those are media-defined de- de- terms. The Democrats put those on there and made them sound, you know, evil, when it really, it's just, you don't have a duty to run away from those places. Right. And uh, so the Democrats have done a, a You're great just job. You're legally allowed to defend yourself. Right. It's You don't have to put labels on it. We're here. All right, Steve, we only have uh, we only have a couple minutes left in this segment anyway, so I'm, I'm just going to ask you one more question. Um, sure, and it's, uh, wanted to ask you about the medical marijuana situation that is uh, the state of Missouri is facing now. Of course, voters just passed the medical marijuana initiative, and that is something that 
um, uh, cancer patients and other patients will be able to receive medical marijuana as part of their treatment, part, a prescription from their doctor. However, with marijuana still being illegal on a federal level, if a if a cancer patient is being prescribed marijuana by their doctor right now, if they were to then try to buy themselves a gun and were honest on the background check information and said, yeah, I am taking medicine, I'm I'm being prescribed marijuana uh, by my doctor, they would fail their background check and they would not be allowed to purchase a firearm in the state of Missouri. Um, how important is it that we get those types of situations squared away as soon as possible? And uh, is there any fairness at all in, in keeping someone who has a prescribed medicine from their doctor from being able to defend themselves? Well, unfortunately, you know, if if you need this, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a user of cannabis, or never never been, but uh, what I'm familiar with is what Illinois has been dealing with over there with their Floyd card system in Illinois and and the recreational or medical marijuana that they have over in Illinois, and a friend of mine is a dealer over there told me his experiences dealing with this and some of the denials he had, and this is the way Illinois takes care of it or does this is if you have a, a cannabis card for Illinois for medical marijuana and you go in to per- try to purchase a firearm, any kind, right, long gun, other, or uh, handgun, you get a delay, and this delay goes forever. Huh. And with Illinois, they don't have to issue within three days with no no uh, no reply. You just don't get a reply from the, uh, the State Highway Patrol in Springfield, Illinois. And... And you, all you can do is go back and reapply again. But the same result ends up being in limbo. Yeah, They're not allowed, the dealer's not allowed to tell the, the customer that the reason you're not getting approved is you have a uh, mar- medical marijuana card. And it's a red flag going up in Springfield. And you're, you're being denied your right to purchase a firearm. Now, I imagine Missouri would be in the same position with a uh, background yeah. check. This would be a record of... Uh, of Fact, like a driver's license, that you are being watched and scrutinized for the background checks as these go through on the national level, which Missouri would be on the national level instead of the state level, like uh, Illinois. But I imagine this would pop up as a red flag, also, yeah. because this is uh, public information as far as the uh, government goes. Well, it's all the more reason to uh, support and learn about organizations like yours, uh, for everybody that's listening, you know, our friends at the Missouri firearms coalition, of course, Steve, who we're talking to right now, he is the president of the gateway civil liberties Alliance. These groups, uh, go and follow them and support them. And they are the ones that will fight to get the rights that we've been talking about that, uh, you know, uh, that we have now mostly, but there's uh, we, we still have some work to do. So, uh, Steve, I just wanted to say thank you one more time for your time today. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance, you can go to GCLASTL.org. That's GCLASTL.org. That is their website. And uh, you can go and learn more about this great organization there. Steve, thank Thanks for your time today. I hope we uh, talk to you again soon. Hey, listen, fellas, keep up the good fight. Thank you. You Thank too. You, sir. Bye. All right, let's take a quick break and we get back more Second Amendment Radio right here on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo with my partner Aaron Tarlow. Ryan Wiggins is in for Chad Ellis today. 
Uh, just had a discussion with Stephen Marks, the president of the Gateway Civil Liberties Alliance. Don't forget, you can always go to our website, 971talk.com, or even better, download the radio.com app, and you can listen to the podcast of this show yep. absolutely free. And uh, it's, it's a- so simple, especially on that radio.com app, because you can just download it into your phone, um, favorite the radio station, and then you have access to all the shows here, uh, including, of course, Second Amendment Radio. And with just a click of a button, you can download the podcast for free into your phone and listen to it anywhere you want. So if you want to hear uh, that interview with Steven or anything else that we've done here on the show again, uh, make sure you download the radio.com app or just go to our website, 971talk.com, click on podcasts. And share it with your friends. And, and I, yes, I had that I had sure. that question, too, uh, kind of this week is, Hey man, I missed the show Saturday. I'm like, here's the link. Yeah, you know, and and so I've been I've been sharing that too. It's so. super easy on the website because you can just you don't even have to download it if you don't want to. You can just cl- click play on the yeah. website and listen and it'll to just it. Play it, yeah. Um, but uh, it's the radio.com app to me is the coolest thing because it's just so simple. And once you have it downloaded, which takes like seconds, yeah. Um, you just stream you it. Just, yeah, you just tap on anything you want. You can go ahead and listen to. All the shows here, all the podcasts that we have, and uh, uh, Second Amendment Radio is right there for you, real easy to access. There you go, um, guys. All right. Talking about the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page, the Southern Armory Facebook page, um, you had mentioned earlier that there's a big bump stocks discussion yep. happening right now. The, I know people have had a lot of questions about bump stocks. Uh, enlighten us on what that so discussion is. The We posted up the ATF.gov, the, the final rule, and they've said effective uh, 26th of March – um, that it will make the bump stock now, quote, a machine gun. Um, so they have a what to do and a background on there. But uh, the one option is to destroy the device. Uh, there is uh, the methods include melting it, shredding it, crushing it, um, or there is a couple spots you can cut it, and they have a link that shows you how to do it. Um, so you, it is illegal to own a bump stock after the 26th of March. And this is nationwide? Nationwide, yeah. It's going to be uh, part of the uh, national... Are you allowed to sell bump stocks nope. until March 26th? Nope. No. We've been getting that question, too. Yeah. A lot of these manufacturers are already shut down, and they're not going to produce anything. Right. Were um, bump stocks even uh, a hot item until not, Las Vegas? N- not until the the media fuel-fed it. Right. You know, uh, fan. It was it. just kind of a... Novelty. A novelty... Yeah. It's like my belt fed. On. It's like my belt fed upper. Yeah, and then you know? suddenly it became the most popular thing in the world. And it's not. And really, we haven't had people coming in asking for bump stocks in forever. Right. You know, after the shooting happened, they're like, "We're going to ban them." A few people came in. They all sold out, and then the ones that wanted it got it, and that was it. Right. And those were the ones that you got to remember. Bump stocks has been around for ten years, twelve years, better. Yeah. Um. So those were the people that just decided, "Hey, I want it. Let's get it." Uh, because they're going to ban it. And there's a lot of that, you know. Uh, sure. I bought my first AR, my first AK like that. You know, Obama was coming in. I read the writing on the wall. They might try to ban this stuff. Let's go How get it. How many people do you think that rushed out to buy it because it was going to get banned are going to go ahead and melt them now? Uh, you know, I actually had one guy, um, and this is on the Facebook page. Well, it's a very small percentage. Yeah, he goes, uh, you know, think about it. A hundred years from now, these archaeological, uh, say the word for me, archaeolog- ar- archaeological, Archaeologist, archaeological, archaeological. No, the, oh, oh, the the the, the, person, the study, yeah. studier, the person 
is an archaeologist. Archaeologist. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied today. Oh, I get like that. Yeah. I do uh, it live doing the news a lot. They're going to be. Mess. That's why you should record it. Anyway, <laughs> they, they're going to be digging this stuff up. And they're going to go, what are these devices? And that of course, everybody buried. Yeah, that everybody buried, you know, 100 <laughs> years ago. And then I just posted up my, my ATF meme, which is like the guy that's like, I'm from the ATF, please keep talking. And then I have another one that's a guy, you know, says ATF on his hat. And he says, hey, guys, come check this out. And then on the other side of the fence, all these little other ATF guys pop up. Right. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, don't, don't put that on the Internet. You know, <laughs> like, I get what you're saying. Don't put it on the internet. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I wouldn't even waste my money on getting one. Yep. You hey, know? Um, real quick, too, something you mentioned earlier in the show. Uh, we had the, you know, the really bad weather last yep. week. We're having it again right now as we speak. You know, there's been more weather this weekend. Um, talk about those get home bags right. and what you guys have the, out there at Southern. So Army. we do have backpacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would what I would suggest to you, and this is probably the best advice I can I can give you, is gather up all the stuff you think you need, okay, to get home. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like a bag that's good for 24 hours or 48 hours, and uh, consider the things you need. Let me hit the kind of the high points real quick because you know I'm first responder, so of course I'm a scanner junkie too. Yeah. I want to listen, especially when there's a big event going on like the weather. Just to see where where stuff shut down, where the accidents are happening, etc. Yeah. But uh, we had all that stuff, and then you know around midnight, one a.m., I still have the radio on in the house, and uh, I start hearing EMS calls go out for diabetic emergencies. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first thing you should be putting in your bag are the medicines you're going to need, um, and you know if you take medicines, uh, and I'm sure everybody takes medicines, uh, you always miss a day or two. And you always have those extra pills. So go ahead and take those extra pills, throw them in your bag. Mm-hmm. Um, if you take insulin, um, put it in your bag. If you take insulin, you're obviously diabetic, so make sure you put some food, like high-sugar food, in your bag as well, mm-hmm. a drink or uh, a bar or something like that. And then uh, if you like, people are right around with me, they're like, man, I'm thirsty. And I'm reaching in like the back seat of my truck and pulling out like a bottle of water out of the case because I go to Costco and I buy it for like a dollar for like, you yeah. know, 7,000 bottles. Yeah, for sure. You know, ridiculous. So water's cheap. Put that in a vehicle. Um, food, you know, the, the protein bars, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. The Weiss food, which we have at the shop, stores for 10 years. Uh, sometimes I'll just make a chili from the Weiss food. It's delicious. I yeah. throw a little Tabasco in there and it's awesome. So uh, the get-home bag, you know, think about it, food, water, uh, wintertime. Like right now, I've got a couple blankets yep. in there because it break down the side of the road and get cold. Uh, during the weather event, we actually had five gallons of gasoline in the in the Jeep. Mm. Uh, like, and then, like, I've got a jerry can that seals up real good, like the mil-spec ones, and that was that was in the Jeep. You can't smell it at all, and it's strapped down in back. If I drive the truck, I throw an extra five gallons of diesel in the back in the bed and strap it down because uh, five gallons is... You know, it gets you at least overnight yeah. to keep the car running. And we saw a lot of know. that with people that were almost out of gas on the road. They Stranded. get stuck and now yeah. they run out of gas. Yeah. Also, so. a flashlight from our friends at Intervine. Yeah, flashlight is a, is a <laughs> great Intervine. thing. Intervine.com. Um, I carry a big battery pack uh, as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. So uh, lots of little stuff that you can come in the shop and, and grab, especially backpacks, food, uh, a knife. You know, just the little stuff that we have, yep. uh, some warm clothes. Like we have some fleeces that are real like heavy duty. You can throw that in a bag and they, that'll conceal a firearm. So uh, that's that's really all I got. But yeah. I, I think I'm going to do a video with my get home bag, 
and then my my daughter Piper's got one as nice. well. So you know, if you've got a little kid and you know you got a good idea, and yeah. if you're an adult, you'll have a good idea too. Look for that video on the Southern Armory Facebook page and the Second Amendment Radio Radio Facebook page. Make sure you send us some more questions, and we'll try to get to all those questions next week. That's going to do it for another edition of Second Amendment Radio for my partner Aaron Tarlow. A big thank you to Ryan Wiggins for his help today. I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening. It's FM News Talk 97.1. KFTK St. Louis. <laughs>